0: And I happen to think that feathers are very magical. Symbolically, they're magical, but birds fly because of their feathers. You know, I just think that's cool. So I actually, one of the very first things I said to my, I asked my guides when I was just learning to work with them was I said, I need some help remembering that there's magic in the world. Can you bring me feathers to remind me that there's magic in the world?
1: Hi there, my name is Tessa Lynn Auburn. Welcome to Say Yes to Your Soul. This is where we're going to talk about how you can get past your spiritual plateaus, raise your feminine energy, and express your true self with Sparkle. Hello there. I'm very pleased to say that we have a wonderful guest and we've become recent friends, and I'm totally digging her vibe and what she brings to the world. Her name is Lauren Wittig, and she's the founder of Heartlight Wellness. Lauren's an intuitive energy healer and spirituality mentor, and she hosts the podcast, Curiously Wise. Practical spirituality in action. She also has the channel of the Circle of Light Collective, and she's an award winning novelist, which I didn't really know about her. And so I want to, I'm going to find out more about that later. And Lauren brings to everything that she brings to her work is all about service to her passion. And her passion is assisting women on their journeys out of physical, mental, and emotional pain. And she does that through a revealing processing and releasing subconscious stories journey. And as the old stories are released, new stories can take place. So you can get back on board with a life of joy and purpose. Lauren, I'm super excited and happy to have you here today. Oh, Welcome.
0: Thank you. I'm excited. I always love talking with you. We always have great conversations. So I'm really excited to be part of your new venture here with the podcast. Oh,
1: thank you. And I'm excited that you're one of my original guests. (laughs) So Lauren, I know you wanted to be here today. Like You and I have a kind of a similar thing around the soul and this and that and the other and our understanding of healing. But you went through your own journey and, you know, of course, right, like that's part of your calling. And part of the story that I know you want to share with my listeners today is around trust and trusting in something that is not necessarily seen, but it's Mm -hmm. there. And so I'm not going to say any more about that. I'd love to just invite you to go ahead and take it away.
0: Yeah, thanks, Tessa. I have been on my journey for, I don't don't even know how long anymore. It's probably getting close to 15 years. And in the early days, I knew that I was interested in like Oracle cards and, and, you know, psychic work, but I didn't know I could do it myself. And when it started to reveal itself within me, scared me because it was, I'm used to being a weirdo but it was even weirder than my normal weirdo. <laughs> you know, so, and, well, that sounds it,
1: interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My books
0: are historical romances and romance is sort of a, a look down upon genre. So I was used to being the weirdo who writes, you know, romances. Oh. And I was always a nerd in school and the girl who knew everything. And so, you know, I was, I never really fit in anywhere until I accepted the journey that I'm on. And I feel like I've got this great tribe of people now, including you who kind of understands and believes the same kinds of things that, you know, that I've experienced that you experienced. We've had these experiences that we share, but coming to trust all of that was a big deal for me. I didn't even trust admitting what I wanted to do when I wanted to learn how to be a healer to my husband who I adore and and loves me unconditionally. Mm. It was just too scary and it was too outside the scope of what my life was supposed to be. You know that those supposed to be stories that oh, we have yes. in our head. And I had two school age kids and I had just broken into being a writer and now this other stuff starts to come up. And so I resisted it for quite a while. But what finally finally got my attention was when I really resisted meditating for the longest time. And when I started to meditate regularly. I was having to deal with elderly parents and I was very stressed out. And so I decided with some help from some friends saying you should do this to start meditating regularly. And I started with guided meditations. I have a brain that goes ping-ponging all over the place. So having somebody say, and if your mind has wandered, just take a breath. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I love, and I still use guided meditations a lot. But that got me into a place finally where I was quiet enough that my nervous system settled enough, relaxed enough, that I began to get messages. Just those random thoughts that come through your head, but they mean something. It's like they get your attention because you're like, oh wait a minute, that was that was deep, you know? Or that's exactly the solution I've been looking for and haven't been able to find. Or but you were hearing them. I was hearing them. And I like to say that the word hearing implies that there's a voice coming from outside my body. I hear them in my head. We all have those voices in our heads.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The difference between these was the voice that is my ego voice, the voice that's in your head going, you are not worthy. You should do this. You shouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. That voice is usually not very nice to me. You know?
1: Yes. that's a other- key. That's really like important. To it's super important. Yes. yes. Because that's your ego. That's
0: that's that that part of you that's been trained to, to feel uh, like you should be doing things or or you know you're not doing it right, or you should be perfect, or you should, you know, whatever. Those things are not kind. And that, that's really just our ego trying to keep us pinned into this little place where we, you know, have gotten comfortable or not. But the messages I was getting were just loving and kind and helpful and reassuring and those kinds of messages. I very quickly went, wait, that's different. That's not me beating myself up. That's a different voice. So it sounds like me, but it's got this kindness to it. This different mm-hmm. it's, it's now I know I would call it a different vibration. It's a higher vibration. All I knew is it was being nice to me. So I wanted to hear more of that. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So the only way I could do that was to meditate. I couldn't receive that. I couldn't perceive it when I wasn't getting myself quiet because my brain's you know, busy telling me what I should be doing, or you're being lazy, or you should go exercise or you know, whatever whatever that monologue is. It goes on in our brains. And I couldn't shut it up and except when I was meditating.
1: Okay. Can I ask you a question here? Yes. About the meditating. All right. So, because I know my ladies are going to want to know a little bit of the detail here. So when you were meditating, would you say like you would be breathing or focusing on your breathing for maybe a few minutes and then suddenly something shifted or was it like 20 minutes meditation? Can you just like paint the picture a little bit?
0: Well, I will say that at first I probably meditated for about five minutes. That was Mm -hmm. the most I could sit still. Even with the guided meditation, I would be, I would just finally go, okay. I take my headphones off and go enough. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's, it's practice. They call it a meditation practice, right? Because that's right.
1: Yes. we never,
0: we never get perfect at it. We're not meant to be perfect at anything. We're human. We're here to have a human experience and humans are by our nature, not perfect beings. So I gradually found guided meditations that worked better for me. And the ones I found were mostly aff- aff- affirmations, you know, where there, there's somebody kind of whispering in your ear from the meditation that, you know, I am a good person. I am worthy of love. I am, you know, whatever the affirmation is. I didn't trust him when I affirmed myself, but I trusted that voice. <laughs>
1: That's so really me, interesting. It was, it's a process. Yeah. So it's yeah. almost like that voice like came in and it felt good and you rolled with it and it started to activate something in your system.
0: Yeah, it did. It did. And it, it got to where I wanted to be able to be in conversation with that voice. Yes. Okay. And so to be in conversation means I have to learn to not need that, you know, other meditation stuff going on that I can just sit quietly and receive that information or have an interactive communication, which is my favorite. now. but that it took a while to get there. So I started with a very simple tool and I can't remember who taught this to me, but it's one that everybody teaches, I'm sure, but, and it's one that I teach my clients when they come in, if they haven't already learned how to use a pendulum, then I can, you know, I teach it to them in a couple of minutes. It's super easy. The trick thing about the pendulums is you ask a question, and that's actually that is the most key thing. You need to ask for help or ask a question of your guides, of the spirit that's talking to you.
1: Okay, wait, wait, wait. You just like dropped. I know I like jumped, didn't I? You know. I I, I just sense that their ears going, what? Now she's talking about guides. She was talking about meditating. Where did the guides come in? I am not a linear thinker. (sighs) that's okay. It's keeping everybody on their toes. So, all right. So pause just for a second and say what you mean around the spirit guides that you were hearing and communicating with. So if you go to
0: church, you hear about angels, saints. If Mm -hmm. you read mythology, you hear about, you know, leprechauns and, and gnomes. If you study ancient cultures, you know that they had many spirits or gods, they might have called them, who they believed were there to help them, to support them. All of those things are true. We don't see them with our physical eyes. We may not hear them with our physical ears, but all of those spirits are true because they are part of all of the energy that we are all part of. So there's energy that we have created a body with, and there's energy that we can't see. I mean, I always think about like a microwave oven, right? Yes. Microwaves can cook food. I can't see the microwaves. (laughs) You can't prove to me that there are microwaves there, except that I can see the result is the food gets cooked, right? Yes. So the energy that we live in, is very similar. There's a lot of it. We can see and experience with our five senses, but then there's all the rest of this, which is really more than what we can, we can interact with, with our five senses. There's more energy out there and it's got a consciousness. And yes, well, I
1: think, you know, part of what you're speaking to, like when, when we think about like energy that we can't see, one example would be our aura. Yes. Right. Our sense of, and maybe even our sense of physical space. Like we know where our personal boundaries are if Mm -hmm. we've been paying attention to them, and we can feel when somebody is inside our space. Yes. Yes. Because it's energetic.
0: Yes. Right. Right. So we're experiencing that energy, but we're not really aware that that's what's triggering us to know that this person's in our space. Right. Yes. So, yeah. So energy is everywhere we are all made of energy. Some of it is is in physical form, but most of it is just this stuff we can't touch, feel, hear, see, you know, with our physical expressions. So that's what was talking to me. It's that spirit that, and I know that as humans, we like to name things. We like to categorize things. We like to understand what they are. And that's why I say, all those mythological beings, all those earth elemental beings, all the angels, et cetera, they're all real. They're part of that spirit energy. And we as humans like to interact with them in a way that has a personality and a name, <laughs> you know, And it's something oh, yes. that I can understand as a human. You know, we've all seen angels. whether you go to church or not, you've seen pictures of angels. I mean, you just I don't think you can be anywhere in the world. And not have there some are something.
1: depictions of them everywhere yeah. we go, yes, right. of course. And you know, some of the great masters of art like they were opening to receive those images, absolutely, absolutely. That's why they all look similar, right? Right, yes. Yeah, so it is that, and that's a case
0: of where they were receiving from what I call guides, which is spirit. Um, some people call it God, some people call it great spirit or the universe. It's all the same
1: thing. It's just, we like to name things. (laughs) Indeed. We love to point out like the specifics or the specialness of things. Right.
0: Right. And so for me, when I was first receiving that, I didn't have a specific name. I didn't have a specific image in mind. It was just a voice in my head that was kind. And in order for me to then begin to, consciously and purposefully interact with that voice, I needed to ask it for something. I needed to either ask it to send me a message or very first things I did. I don't know how I came up with this, but I was having trouble believing what I was experiencing. So when I was in the experience, it was real. I believed it. But a day later, I'm like, I probably just made that up. You know, I have a very, so there was a lot of second
1: measures. guessing, yeah, doubting yourself. Guess. Like, yeah. yeah. How could yeah. this possibly be true? Who am
0: I to receive a message from spirit? Oh, that's a big, that's a big one. one. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not worthy of receiving a message from spirit, that kind of mm. thing. It's very common. So one of the things that I learned is that if you ask them, then it kind of frees them up to be more present for you. So instead of just kind of hanging out, waiting for you to get quiet enough to hear the whispers, you can ask them to be you know, active in your life.
1: Yeah. Like and, have a conversation, help me out here. I right. want to know what you can tell me about this, that, or the other that's going on in my life. Exactly. So because I was having trouble believing that I needed
0: something regular to remind me that there was what I call magic in the world. I thought this was pretty magical. (laughs) And I happen to think that feathers are very magical. Symbolically, they're magical, but birds fly because of their feathers. You know, I just think that's cool. So I actually, one of the very first things I said to my, I asked my guides when I was just learning to work with them was I said, I need some help remembering that there's magic in the world. Can you bring me feathers? to remind me that there's magic in the world. Over the next year, I cannot tell you how many dozens of feathers came into my life. I'd be walking around. I would find them on the ground. One time saw I was on a train and on the back of a young woman's arm, she had this beautiful feather tattoo. I would see feathers on signs. I would see feathers on decals on people's cards. I mean, I just found them everywhere. I literally have vases of feathers around my house now because I didn't know what to do with them. And I finally said, okay, enough. I believe (laughs) I don't need any more feathers. And every once in a while now I'll find usually a little tiny, like a bluebird feather or a little tiny feather. Mm -hmm. And I I just go, oh, thank you. Thank you for that reminder.
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay. I I have to just say something on a personal level. Like I'm so excited that feathers were kind of your magical thing because there are two things in my world that have been magical like that. And one was feathers also. Mm -hmm. And I also had vases of them when I was (laughs) not a, before I was a digital nomad, Uh I had, yes, I would get these clear vases and fill them up. And it just, uplifted my soul it uplifted my heart my mood to see them to know that that feather for me it was a representation of like between the worlds right between here and the heavens yeah. here and the mystic and the magical and right. it's one of my the reasons that I still love feathers and birds yeah, yeah.
0: oh yeah I and, and I love to find them but it, I was like okay <laughs>
1: enough enough feathers like you had how many thousands of pounds of feathers in your home And I actually
0: (laughs) find now that some of them especially the hawk and the owl feathers that I've found I use in my healing work yes so they've become part of my practice as well but that was a a truly life-changing year for me because when I would be like there's no way any of this is real or I must be going crazy. Or you know how you, you second guess yourself.
1: Yes. I would totally. get a feather.
0: And I go, okay, well,
1: you know, there's the proof. Look, look at that. The proof.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and they would, you know, show up in odd places in weird ways. And it was just like, oh, the, okay, there is magic in the world. There so
1: you'd be just like having this doubt, rumination, and then boom, here's the feather. Oh, yep. stop. Okay. Yep. There's magic. All right. I'm right. supported. Oh, there's spirit guide. There's something happening. There's right. somebody's listening not to Just me. me. I'm not all alone Right. in my crazy mind.
0: Yeah. And that's, that is a lovely thing when you realize you're not alone. You know, we as a culture, Americans are very separate. We have large private space, you know, and especially during the pandemic, it got even worse. And so knowing that you're never alone, that you've always got some spirit that will help you if, and and they're really freed up to help us if we ask. We have free will as human beings. That's part of the plan on earth. I don't know why, but so that means that they can only do so much until we we go hey bring it in I need it you know I need your help. So that asking thing is really important and when you start working with some tools to help you communi- learn to communicate the asking is sort of the first step. Beautiful.
1: So yeah. making sure you ask and then trusting I know that trusting like what you receive is also a big part of things, right? Mm-hmm. You went through a whole year of not not fully trusting but at a certain point you had enough affirmation, yeah. it sounds like, that you were like, okay, I, needed a lot. <laughs> I get it. All right. I'm on the board now. I, I'd love for you to share your technique with the pendulum um, yeah. with, with my listeners. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So a pendulum, you can go buy a pendulum, any store that carries you know, crystals will have pendulums. You can buy them on eBay. You can buy them on not eBay, Etsy or Amazon even. But you don't have to do that. You could actually use, I've used necklaces that have a heavy pendant or a wet tea bag actually works. Just needs to be something with a string or a chain and a little bit of weight to it. Okay. okay I'm just going to say
1: if you have a cat, don't use that one. <laughs> You'll have a bigger mess than you imagine. Yes. Yes. All right. But in a pinch, it really works. <laughs> in
0: a pinch, wet tea bag. <laughs> so, so I have one. And if you're not watching this on video, it's hard to see, but it's just, it's actually made of like plastic beads and some chain. And a friend of my, one of my teachers gave it to me actually. And I love it. And a pendulum is going to answer yes or no questions. So don't go in going, you know, what should I study in college? No. Should I take the English lit class this semester? That would be a yes or no cla- uh, answer, right? Uh, it would be a exactly. yes, to or no. So for, with the pendulum, you're going to hold it lightly between your thumb and your forefinger and your pointer finger, whatever you call it. And the first thing you have to do is train it. And I, I say train it, but it's more training yourself to recognize the answers. So I would ask for my pendulum to show me a yes, and my pendulum goes around in circles when I do that. Yours may do a different thing. It may go side to side or front to back. It may make an oval, but mine makes a circle. And sometimes it goes one way and sometimes it goes the other. And I have never figured out if there's a difference between them. There doesn't seem to be.
1: <laughs> there doesn't so, seem to be a difference. So if your yes is a circle one way, it's still a yes if it goes the other direction. Yeah. Well, do you find that it changes in the same like sitting yeah, it can.
0: it can. It can. Okay. And that's, that's why I I keep asking my guides now that I can communicate with them more specifically. Why, you know, why does it do that? And I've always been told, don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: so Yeah. And, and ask us a yes or no question around that. Maybe. We'll right. Right. More. <laughs> they do so, have a sense of humor. Those guys. Oh, oh they have the best sense of humor
0: <laughs> and they love it when they make us laugh. Laughter is like the highest vibration you can hit. And so yes. they really love to make us laugh. So yeah, they, they have great senses of humor. So the other thing I would say is now you need to train a no. So show me a no. And my no goes left to right. It just swings left to right. It's just like a straight line left to like right. A straight line left to right. And that's all you have to do to train it. I would go back and forth between yes and no a couple of times till you are comfortable that you're not making it do it because <laughs> that is another place of trust. But that's where I like to say, so ask it a yes or no question that you know the answer to and see what it does. And exactly, like
1: and like, am I 42 years old? Yes,
0: yeah. No I'm a way, guy. Tessa. <laughs> <Am> I, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero children. No, that's not
1: true. <laughs> exactly. So, now, so do that, you like, ask, okay, you just did something naturally and I just want to get really clear. Do you sometimes make statements that are yes or that are just, Solid or you always do it in a question form? I
0: try to do it in a question form, but I have done this for so long that I, you know, you get a little lax in your practice sometimes. But often when I just make a statement, mine will just sit there and shiver because it's like, I, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs>
1: oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. I really like that. So that's yeah. when I go, okay. oh, wait, let me put that in in question form. But yeah, you know, we also in English at least, you bring your voice up at the end to make it a question. Am I doing yes. this right? You know, (laughs) so, you know, we've got a little um, leeway in how you do it there, but it's good to start off asking the questions because as you go into more complex tools, the questions become more and more important that you keep track of what they are so you understand the the more complex answer you're getting.
1: Yes. You know, I, I use a lot of muscle testing mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm like, well, what's that? That's not a yes. And that's not a no, mm-hmm. you know, that's like a sort of, right. <laughs> yeah. and then I realized in most of those cases, I need to clarify the question or the statement. Sometimes I use statements, but mm-hmm. so there's, because it's encompassing more information than I think at first so right. i have to drill it way down right but, okay i love this let's see what else any other pointers on the pendulum for them just play with it i like to use the word play
0: because if we say i've got to learn how to do this then it puts a lot of pressure on it and your nervous system gets involved and that may interfere with how well it it works for you
1: oh um, absolutely right like yeah. if somebody's running anxiety or i've got to get it perfectionism right you know, or I'm terror or there maybe just a limiting belief, you know, I'm right. not, I'll never be good at this. Then that energy can even interfere with the result that you're getting. Right. Right. So I,
0: I'm a big fan of taking a deep breath before I work with spirit.
1: <laughs> you know, yes. We
0: did that a little bit before we started today. We just, did
1: today. <laughs> just
0: to calm the nervous system and relax a little bit and then think of it as play. There's nothing at stake here. It's just And think about how much fun kids have when they're learning something new and they're just exploring it. They're just playing with it. So I would encourage you to play with the pendulum. I also always have to add a caveat that every tool that I use and that other people use that I may not, they're not right for everybody. They don't work for everybody. So, for me, a pendulum is a no brainer for me, but I have a friend who can always make her pendulum do whatever she wants it to do as opposed to receiving an answer. So, she doesn't oh, use a pendulum. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, so there are those people who I have taught, I have been taught how to use divining rods, and I do not like them. They don't work well for me
1: but there's the same yes,
0: no answers. So exactly. Well, I think
1: you're talking about the the core that is true across the board, which is that yes or no. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that I learned to hear my spirit guides was to literally just ask this or that. Yeah. right? If I was shopping, let's say, mm-hmm. and I used to, some of my people have heard this story before, but not everybody. I was designing jewelry at the time and I had all kinds of patterns around it and fear. And if I spent all this money on the wrong bead, then, uh, you know, or I don't know what's going to be beautiful. Like my desire to make beautiful things was stopping me and closing mm-hmm. me down. So I realized this and I, cause I was panicked when I went into the stores, yeah and i realized that i needed help with the beads literally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which bead do i buy do i get yellow bead blue bead green bead yellow bead big mm-hmm. bead little bead mm-hmm. just one or the uh, so i did a this or a that and i would hear a yes i would start to hear the yes on the the one that i asked about i would mm-hmm. hear a no if it was like no not that one mm-hmm. And, and so I was hearing the, that soft, feathery voice, mm-hmm. and I could tell the difference in it between other voices right. that were happening. But it, I love what you're saying. Everybody has their own method, whether it's muscle testing, pendulum, automatic writing, mm-hmm. whatever whatever the technique is, it, it's got to be something that you when you go to do it, you're calm. And you're regulated, right? The nervous system is at a slow drip. Right. And that's where if you can,
0: if you are willing to learn to do that meditation time, even if it's just five minutes, so important, it's really helpful. You will be able to communicate with your guides consciously much more easily. If you just take that little bit of time to quiet yourself.
1: Um, I love that. It's so, really good for you. <laughs> well, you've become a healer. I mean, you started talking to your guys and you had a whole life change and you're no longer the weirdo. You're just like, oh, I'm still weirdo, now. but I embrace it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like the magical weirdo. Right. And
0: exactly. um,
1: it's totally cool. But for, you know, for most of my listeners, they're not like wanting to become healers or light workers or anything like that necessarily. They just want to have better lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what would be your guidance to them around incorporating this into their life for that purpose? I will share my favorite
0: story about getting help with my day-to-day life from mm-hmm. guides. I do not like to go clothes shopping. I hate it. <laughs> and I am forever in need of tops for some reason. I've found like a couple places where I can find pants that I like, but tops, I, they just baffle me. And I decided that I would ask a particular angel who was working with a friend of mine. That's how I learned about her. Her name is Surreal. You're free to invite her into your own lives. She can be in all places at the same time. But my friend had Surreal helping her organize her house. Okay. She just, you know, needed some focus on that. So she was doing that.
1: Really practical assistance. Very practical. I wanted a personal shopper. (laughs) So.
0: So my friend said, Well, you can use Surreal too. She can be everywhere at once. You know, it's like, and Surreal was, I heard in my head, of course I can do that for you. And so now when I go, I really need a couple of new tops, I will just say Surreal. And I literally talked to her out loud, but you can do it in your head. I'll say, Surreal, I need like three new tops for summer that are good, gonna be good to be on camera because I've got interviews coming up, right? Because we all know you have to like look nice when you're doing this. And and she'll go, okay. And I'll say, just let me know when you find it. And the first time I did that, I was looking for some hiking pants. We were going to go on a hiking trip and I had one pair and I needed another pair. I knew kind of what I wanted, but couldn't find it. I'd been shopping for three months for these darn things. And that's when I first said, "Surreal, I need hiking pants. I need them to have like multiple pockets and I need to be able to roll them up into crops. And you know, I had all of these parameters. I said, let me know when you find them. About two days later, I'm eating lunch and I suddenly have this thought bolt through my head. I got to go shopping. This is not a thought I ever have voluntarily. (laughs) And I knew I had to go to the outlet mall, which is the only place you can shop here in Williamsburg, really. And I knew I had to go to the Columbia store and I knew I had to go to the back left corner. That's all I knew, but I did that. I just trusted it. And I went and I got to the back left corner and there was a sale rack. And in my size, they had not one, but two different colors of exactly the pants I'd been looking for. That's
1: incredible. (laughs) I love it. So I did a quick try on bottom and left and went, well, that worked. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Thank you, angels. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So they're not just here to be our spiritual guidance, kind of, you know, the, the, what you would think is, you know, sort of the very otherworldly high-minded stuff. They're here to help us live a good life as humans. And that's why they signed up to be our guides. They want to help us live our life in the way we want to live it. And most of us would like to live a happy, healthy, joyful, interesting life.
1: (laughs) Yes, indeed. Well, I just love this conversation and I'm so glad you brought your enthusiasm and your experiences around your connections with your angels and your guides. And hopefully I I can't imagine that people won't be inspired to learn a little bit more. And so Lauren, I want to please share with them how they can get in touch with you. Oh, yeah. The easiest way to
0: get in touch with me is at my website and it's heartlightjoy.com. So heart like the beating heart, light like you turn it on and joy, you know what that is.
1: <laughs> Fantastic, and you're, you've also got you're on social media. We're going to yep. put your links in the show notes, right? You know, Facebook, Facebook and Instagram,
0: LinkedIn, and then my podcast. I, I spend a lot of time hanging out. That's on my right.
1: I'm just going to. I want to say the name of that again. It's Curiously Wise: Practical Spirituality in Action. So you can listen to Lauren if you have been enjoying this, and yep. also Lauren, you have a free gift for my listeners today. I do. I think it fits very well with what we've been talking about. Absolutely does.
0: <laughs> if you go to heartlightjoy.com and you sign up for my newsletter, you will get a PDF of my top three ways to communicate with your guides. So it'll be the instructions with the pendulum, because that's always where I start, but a couple of other ways that you might find really interesting. Fantastic.
1: Fantastic. Well, this has just been so much fun. And I've just got all these ideas going on like, oh, I'll have to have her back to talk about this and then that and like, and plus, we're going to just have like girlfriend time sharing some of our personal things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, our experiences with spirit guides, (laughs) etc. There's a book that we could do. Um, (laughs) All right, Lauren, I just want to say thank you so much for bringing your light here and the light of Heartlight Joy as well. And for sharing openly, honestly, vulnerably. I just really, really appreciate you and, and the light that you bring. So thank you. Thanks, Tessa. I'm so glad that spirit brought us together. Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> many, mm-hmm. many blessings. Thanks for having me. All right. If you're hearing this message, you have listened to our newest Say Yes to Your Soul episode all the way to the end. And for that, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I invite you to stay updated with me. And the best way to do that is to sign up for my free gift, Three Steps for How to Reignite Your Soul Fire. And you can get that at tessafreegift.com tessafreegift.com or just go to the podcast website say yes to your and that's where we have all the episodes and more i wish you an amazing day